the building of this sandbox and its contents are the independent thoughts of each host. It's not our intention, but we have been known to make people see red. Don't come to the sandbox and expect not to get dirty. In fact, we hope some sticks with you. So dig in, let's play We Are the Scarlet Sandbox. Sugar and spice and everything not so nice. Yeah, not so nice. Not, I gotta share this. Are you sharing this? I'm working on this it. This is our weekly five seconds longer to share our podcast to our pages. Turn your phone on silent newsfeed. Not so nice. Oh, look, look at my uh, eyelashes in that video that I'm sharing. Look at them. See them? Look how good they look. <laughs> look how good they look. I'm over here just trying to find the share button. I can't even see your <laughs> eyelashes right now. <laughs> I was hitting share nuts on my eyelashes. Yes. Little things. Little things. Did you know that today is day two of full moon? Is that what's wrong? I thrive in full moons. So this is why, like, oh the past God. couple of days I've been it like... It just explains so much to me. I'm not really, like, into that. Like, I don't really I've believe actually, in all of that. But yet I do because every time... Who created it? This stuff is hitting the fan. And then somebody's like, did you know it was a full moon? I'm like, oh! Do you believe in energy? Then okay. Like, simple as that. So, yes, here we are in the light of full moon. Welcome to it. Um... Wow. Wow. So much uh, to say, so little time. <laughs> I want to know, if you're joining us this morning, um, which one of you does not have conflict? Yeah, go I ahead. just want to know which one of you is... Um, and under what rock you live in, so that I can come <laughs> visit <laughs> and bring all we're mine We're moving in. <laughs> we're moving in. I hope you make room under your rock, because we're moving in. <laughs> which one of you does not have conflict? And if it's you... Again, well, I need your address of the rock that you're in. Your address. Under? Yeah. <laughs> the cave you're in, the rock you're under. For real. But if you do have conflict, how do you respond versus react? You know, and I, I was funny because I was actually talking to my friend this morning. I'm not going to mention any names because that would be creating more conflict. But, um, you know, when you talk about response to conflict... Key, this to me is like the number one uh, thing that re people really miss the boat. There are two pieces of the conflict puzzle. Emotion and facts. And when you operate on emotion, it typically doesn't end well. But when you operate on facts, then you can keep the emotion under control. That's what it blows my mind how people do not understand that. And so we operate typically out of response of just shooting from the hip. You made me mad. You're upsetting me. Instead of, whoa, what are the intentions here? What do we think they were trying to say? What do we want to say? And being very intentional right. there. It's a big difference about uh, if you go from just shooting from the hip, it's a really a you, 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 you. When you go from intellect or fact, you're like, okay, why is this affecting me? Uh -huh. How is this my business? Is their problem my problem or is it just their problem and I'm choosing to get involved? I love that me and you have come miles in the past miles. year and a half. <laughs> and we still don't have a rock <laughs> to live under. I'm close, though. <laughs> I'm close, though. 
Mine's like this big, so I can't quite live under it, but I can try. But we can we can um, get a little shade. Oh, I can sit <laughs> under some shade all day. You know, it's just funny to me because um, somebody said to me today, they said, Adrian, <clears throat> it's funny because when I see you in the midst of conflict, <clears throat> one thing I've never seen you do is do the attacking. Typically, you are in response to. And I said, yes, because, and that, and that's why I feel like most people, for the most part, I mean, I, I'm always going to have those people that just don't like me for whatever reason, okay? Oh, yeah. It's because the sky is blue, whatever. But for the most part, I feel like that's where I've earned kind of my own group and respect and following because I feel like those people know that when I'm coming, I'm coming in response or defense of myself, what I've learned about you is that if you ever see a comment from Adrian, look in earlier comments. There's going to be something that made you text. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you won't. Otherwise, she's with her, you know, 7,000 alpacas. <laughs> so if you see something from Adrian, look earlier. And that's There's something. You know, what y'all, you know, a lot of times, too, people say, <clears throat> and we can just use me today because I've had a lot of conflict. So well, I'll be the, uh, I'll be the scapegoat today. But, you know... I feel like a lot of people have said, oh, you know, you've had a lot of drama. You've had a lot of conflict. Yeah, that comes with being so public. And you've learned that over the last year and a half. It comes with it. Like, it comes, you don't have I've to I've been do doing anything. it for 15 years, and you've been doing it a year and a half. Well, I'm glad you did it for 15 years, because <laughs> then when we had global conflict, you was ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> you know, that's why you and I make also a good And in fact, I was saying that too this morning that, you know, why you and I make such a good team, because there are a lot of times with Tanner and I, um, and so take what, uh, you know, we're going to kind of tell you our story today with conflict that we've had over uh, my 15 years, her, you know, last year and a half, our last year and a half, and then try to uh, think about how that can work and apply in your life, you know, because mm. everybody's conflict is different. Um, but you're lying if you say you don't have it. I don't care who you are. You got conflict somewhere. And, you know, it's a, something, I sound like a broken record, but stop acting like drama and conflict. Conflict sometimes is necessary, you know? And conflict doesn't have to be name-calling and fit-throwing and fist-fighting and whatever. It shouldn't. That's the thing. Well, there's that. It because shouldn't. you should learn how to work factually and work with intentions and communicate and then the conflict would actually probably dissolve very quickly. And make you a better person for it. Um, but anyway, you know, over the years when people are like, oh my gosh, you have so much drama. and da -da. Yeah, I mean, when you have, you know, ex-husbands and kids and businesses and haters and success and all that. I've had every recipe for conflict out there. And look, there are times, I'm going to say it right now, there are times that I probably deserved it. And there were times that I probably instigated it. Hands down, you know, I've had to do nothing but learn over this 15 years. But I can tell you, if there is one thing I can honestly say, I truly believe I've never really gone after anyone. Mm -hmm. If I'm in the middle of conflict, it is because I am defending what's mine. Um, and I will. And, you know, the thing I've worked on the last year and a half is what does need defense and what just That's can I allow right people to just think and do whatever they want. It doesn't really affect my life even if they think this or do this and then there are times that I'm like no I'm putting my foot down like right. you don't get to talk bad about my business you don't get to inbox people 
and say ugly things about me and my business because you don't like me as a person. Because honestly, if we engaged in every single conflict, we would have nothing, <clears throat> no time for anything else. Not, not a thing. And I don't know about y'all, but I actually like to make money and feed my kids and live my dreams. Hang and, out with their 7,000 alpacas. And I do like my purses and my shoes. <laughs> and my haters and conflict don't do that for me. You know, they don't provide that for me. So why spend any amount of time that I... But at the same time, if somebody's bombing your camp... Yeah. At some point, I have to go, you can't bomb my camp. I have to sleep here. <laughs> you know, I have to eat here and I have to sleep here. And, you know, you can hate me and you can, you know, whatever. But do it over there. But you can't bomb my camp anymore. I think we're having a lot of bombs in a lot of camps right now. We so are. That's what, what this is, you know, kind of a. It's not just And that's mine, why for the most part, yours. for me, you don't really see me comment on much of it. Because right. I don't need any more bombs in the camp <laughs> besides the ones I already get. So... You know, my friends know who are my friends and they know that I will stand up for them. And that's the other thing that I've had to learn is I feel like you get more credibility when you stand up for what is right in all situations. Very true. They know that if you find me at the gas station and you start talking crap about somebody, I'm going to be like, mm -mm, nope, not doing it. You know what I mean? But nobody has to know that you met me at the gas station. Like sometimes, you know, everything wants to be so public and everything wants to be so, and, and I'm as public as it gets and I'm as transparent as it gets, but there are just some things that like, why create, unless you just enjoy having your camp bombed or being the bomber, people like up. to People like to be the first to tell you something that you don't know. I think that's a lot. But of you it, know what I've learned? <laughs> to stay the quiet. Yes. The person that's screaming the loudest is usually the most untrustworthy. Mm. The people that sit in silence and just say, okay, well, you know why? Because God is in control. I mean, it's going to come. I mean, it's going to all be brought it to light, and I'm okay with that. And you know, it took me a lot of years to realize. Where you thought that God wasn't going to come through for you. Yeah. You had to come through uh -huh. for yourself. <laughs> that I had to protect my, seriously, you I know? know, I thought I had to protect I myself. Know. I thought I had to go tell everybody, you know, hey, whoa, 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 this isn't true. This isn't true. Mm -hmm. And there's been some, there has been <laughs> a lot of things said about me. Some crazy I stuff. Know, man. And, you know, and it's embarrassing and it's, uh, you, you know, who, what kind of human doesn't want to go quick defend themselves, you know, and it's, that's not true and it's not me. And, but, you know, like I've always say, the people that love you will find every reason to love you. And the people that hate you, get your post-it note, will find every reason to hate you. One of the greatest things, though, is that, like, I, I now kind of live for this. Like, it helps me be quiet or it helps me make more rational decisions. Is the apology at the end. When they come back and they say, you know what? I said a whole lot about you. And I know you know what. And I thought a lot of things and I said a lot of things. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Like, that, we talked about like, that a little bit last week. Remember when I said, if I had a dollar for every person right. that said, I'm so glad I got to know and you. And I said nothing. Like, I didn't sway you. I didn't tell you, hurry up and hear my side. You figured it out on your own. And you know what? How. So rewarding. Like, how. Um, but, but think about how, like, much more true that person understands the situation to be when they've done the homework and they've done the research. Right. But listen, I know, I of all people know how hard it is to sit back Whoa. and be quiet and let people just say and do whatever they want about you. And so there's a line. 
like, trust me, I'm feeling you. I know. And if you need support in this area, I am your girl. Because Mm -hmm. it sucks to be the things that have lied about. It just sucks to have the untruth. And you know what? It kills me. Because... um, most of the people that say this like have never spoke to me in their life. Yeah, so yeah. please tell me how you know more about me. But I, I want to be like, okay, so when you're out in the world and you hear something about someone else, first of all, if you're hearing something about somebody else that you don't even know, that should be red flag number one. Don't trust the person talking. Listen. Because they're along. the person that's going to talk about you next. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to be like, why are you telling me this? I don't even know this person. Mm-hmm. Except they're just, and that, again, should be red flag the you know that whole phrase, the squeaky wheel gets a grease? But it's also the most unreliable one. You know what I mean? Like it's the one that's the desperate wheel holding on because it needs to be greased. But do you know what sucks also with that is that the weak wheel, the other three tires are forced to go that direction. Mm-hmm. You let go of the wheel, everybody goes towards the weak one. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. Like are you a part of that car? Exactly. Because who you hang out with is the wheel direction you're going. Mm-hmm. And I'm good because honestly, on my car, like the people I have, well, the weakest one, we still going in a good direction. <laughs> like, like it's fine. We're just hanging on her. <laughs> sometimes I'm the weak one. Sometimes you're the weak one. Hang. At well, the end but of the that day, goes back to what we always say about making sure that you, who you surround yourself with, right? Because, and that's what I was. That's what I was talking about this morning is. You know, when people say, "Wow, Tanner was so gracious," like the way she handles things, and you know, there's times. Tanner flies off the handle, and I'm like, no, we're not doing flies that. Flies off and the handle. And then that roll reverse. You mm-hmm. know, and you'll see me. I mean, I've flown off the handle. There's not a person in the world. And in fact, somebody I was talking to last night called me up. I was saying, you know, this person flew off the handle. And so have you ever flown off the handle? Um, about have, countless a number of times. Well, and I'm saying, I'm talking to this person on the phone. I'm like, have you, has the other person that's accusing? Like, everybody flies off the handle. But, but the thing is, we're so busy pointing our finger at what everybody else is doing wrong. That's why the conflict goes on and on and on. So, like, that's what kind of happened to us yesterday, right? So, something gets said, then there's a response, and then you get mad that there was a response. But you know what? If you would have just searched inside... How can I resolve this conflict? How can I make this better? How could I apologize? Because that's Whoa. what me and you did. Whoa. <laughs> There's a word that nobody knows. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it Which is, is me and you talking about it from our perspective. We were like, all right, what did we do? How, how are we responding? Is there something to apologize for? No. Okay. Check it. Like we check the boxes. And, and we bounce that. that. We bounce that right. off of each other because when you have somebody that you trust and they go, you know what, Tanner, you probably should have apologized. Or, Adrian, do you really, is that like really the, you know, motive you wanted to have or the message you wanted to send? Nope, you're right. I love and sometimes, that. look, remember that whole that bitch thing that I told y'all about? Mm-hmm. Sometimes Tanner and I, we have that five minutes of, oh, I'm going to, you know, get <laughs> no, all you up. ain't. No, you ain't. And then in like, five minutes, well, but I'm saying like, you're like, oh, and we, we just, but we know how to do that in private. We know right. how to do that. Right. And we only spend five minutes on it. Safe place. Be- safe place, five minutes. And then we go, okay, what, how do we need to handle this? Who what does you? this look like in a week? What does this look like in three weeks? Does this affect our life? Does this pay our bills? Is this better? Is this something we want to take up a cross for? And or do you want to be represented this way? Mm-hmm. How do you want to be represented? Is it you? Is it real? Is it reflection of you? 
So when you're thinking about taking up this conflict with somebody, ask yourself, it feels good for five minutes to let them have it. It feels good for five minutes, but then they respond. And then it goes, ooh, that wasn't exactly what. And then was it worth it? Do you know what I mean? Like you, if I'm going after something, if I'm going to stand up for what I believe in, you better believe I don't care what they, what the response is. You would, PSA, they are going to respond most likely. So if you cannot take something that they say back or any sort of comment, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it. You're not ready. That's okay. Don't do it. Exactly. And look, that's it even in marriage. Uh, that's one of or my friends. biggest, that is one of my biggest things about divorce and separation and th- these types of things. If you're not ready for it, don't. Threaten it. Right. Don't do it. You're, if you're not ready for, to send your husband packing out the door right now, be very careful what you ask for. For sure. But I mean, like, they're going to respond. You can't just say your opinion and then that's it. Like, any person is going to come back with their opinion, which is probably going to clash with yours. So if you're not ready, you're not ready. It's okay. And that is okay. And that's where you need to get your journal. That's where you need to get your Bible study. That's where you need to get a counselor. That's where you need to get your pastor. That's where you need to get somebody that you trust. Mm-hmm. That I got to work out. Remember last week when we talked about the, the feeling, the, the words chart? Mm-hmm. This is how I feel. You better get real connected. What, and that's what blows my mind about a lot of the conflict that I endure. What is it you're mad about? Well, they don't ask themselves that. Because nine out of ten times, the people that come back to me are going, when I ask them why they don't like you or when I ask them what the problem is, they really don't even know. Yeah. No, they don't. They don't even know what they're fighting me for. That's what's crazy. Well, usually it's their past experience. She's not their... a good person. Well, why isn't she a good person? Well, because so-and-so said such-and-such or because I just don't like her. Okay, that's okay. And that's okay, but like, why would you <clears throat> take up a cross for that and waste any more of your time obsessing over it? No, it's not worth it. mm if I don't like somebody, I'm like, bye. I pass up that camp. Mm-hmm. I'm not bombing it. I'm not sending a spy. I'm not doing nothing. Right. I don't want to camp there, so I'm leaving. <laughs> she. Hey, I love my husband and I, you know, I love analogies. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking, I'm always talking about, I, I love to use military, um, which is so funny because I've clearly have never been in the military. But I think I m- must have seen enough like military shows, you know, my Stepdad was military, my grandpa was military, but I have zero concept of military, which is funny because your husband's military and I'm over here using the, but it's exactly how I feel when you talk, you know, I love to use when Dustin and I were first together, him being a wounded soldier. Mm -hmm. I literally married a wounded soldier. And so I had to put him on the gurney and carry him for miles and miles and miles. And then I got real tired and my soldier got better. And so then he had to stand up and walk. And we talk about that a lot with, you know, him um, rehabilitating himself, whatever. So I've used... (laughs) I just think it's funny because I have zero. You'd think I was married to somebody military, but I'm not. If you think you have zero conflict, go ahead and listen to about 30 minutes of military talk. You'll still have zero concept. So really, it's fine. I've been listening to the military concept for five years. I still don't <laughs> know one thing about it. Except one. that I never wanted to marry a military man, but I have mad respect for He's him. He's really dude. sexy, though. I, I'm like, because <laughs> you know me, I'm a, um, it's so funny because I feel like I'm so fly by the seat of my pants, but Gosh, I love organization and order. Well, it's organization in the moment. So it's great. But I, I mean, if there's a zombie apocalypse, we're living. We're, we're going to make it. <laughs> we are so going to make it. So come over here. Have you seen us. my garden? Yes. <laughs> but have you and seen my eggs? husband? We're going to figure it out. I can, Anthony can protect us. I'm going to feed us. 
Dustin's going to start the fires. Dustin is very resourceful. So listen, if we don't make it out of this conflict, we're still making it. <laughs> we can just camp on it. Don't ask what you we're what? eating, maybe, but we'll eat. Maybe we can have our own rock <gasps> on Argamini's Acres. It's just the four of us can like, live there. But if you need a haircut, come on by. <laughs> <laughs> we will always be able to provide for ourselves. <laughs> oh. That's great. But, you know, anyway, I go back to think about your conflict. I mean, seriously, I think we can all kind of relate to military concepts, right? So you have this camp over here. If you're going to send troops, if you're going to bomb that camp, is it worth it and why? Well, tell me that they've planned it after long deliberation and practice. They don't just go bomb people for the fun of it but, or off the seat. But I think that there are some people that just send grenades for the heck of it just to see if the grenade will go off why and it's not good why why rarely will it go off where you want it to and here's what's crazy like you're wasting your resources i can't with these and what you really what like the other part of it is you sometimes need to think like what are you gonna do if you send that loose cannon or that loose grenade and that camp is bigger than you what if it goes off before you get there and all or, it does is burn or you Or what if you've told everybody in town how you're going to bomb the camp and you've given away all your military secrets. And nobody following you anymore. That's the problem, too. And then, you know what? Don't Next lose time when it, And when it comes to real conflict, they don't trust you. They see you for what you are. I was actually reading a book on that that Anthony got me, and I was like, I'm sorry, but this is so boring that I can't read anymore. <laughs> And Anthony probably loved it. He was like, well, then I'll read it. I'm like, okay, thanks. It was Had military tactics and leadership. And I was like, man, I'm trying to transfer this over into my life, but it's, I'm doing a twisty twist and I cannot <laughs> read anymore. I put my foot down. I was like, I can't. Although I feel like there would be some really awesome benefits to learning some military tactics. That's what I thought. And then 55 pages in, I was like, I cannot, I don't, I dread looking at this book. But I also think that like, maybe we could just uh, watch Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> or maybe we could just have wine with Anthony. <laughs> and him tell us everything we need to know. Because he is good at that. Well, He's I mean, like so full of facts. He's like a walking trivia. Down to the detail of the most minute details. <laughs> And it's like your husband is so good at like putting out the information. My husband's so good at listening to the information. They would make a really good military team. Well, they can have that on the river next week. And by the end of the week, we'll probably all be able to go to war. That's if (laughs) I don't want to go to war anymore. I've been at war for years. I'm tired. I'm like, you know, I should be like a retiring general right now. Oh, man. Like, I should be, like, decorated. Is that, what is it? I want to be, like, I have my medals over here. I'm, like, a decorated um, war veteran. Oh, man. So now I just want to tell other people how to do it. You are. Do as I say, not as I did. Have you seen decorated? Man, mad respect. Mad respect to anybody who's been in the military. Yes, we're making light of this, but it's not. uh, The real military? Mm. Seriously. 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 My grandfather was a Purple Heart. That is awesome. Um, And I love, you know, my stepdad's stories about um, how much he traveled. Of course, he lived like most of his life in Hawaii. So I hear more about how he served than how he fought. But um, good, 
Good stories. Take it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's it's seriously not. I mean, obviously, uh, military life, traveling around, those, it's hard on your family. It's hard on your kids. So yeah. thank you Mad for those respect. in service. Mad Absolutely. But I'm still using this as my uh, go-to analogy because I think that it's a great one when we're talking about camps and strategy and what is your strategy and getting ahead of your strategy because I feel like so many people are shooting from the hip instead of having a strategy. Mm-hmm. And strategy in life. So whether that's strategizing. Strategizing. Woo. Um, I don't know why, but all of a sudden I had like 80s leggings. You know what I mean? Not to be confused with jazzer sizing. Yes. <laughs> That's literally where I just went in my head. <laughs> I followed you there. It was a rough image. I just got um, Jane Fonda. <laughs> um, Welcome to today. <laughs> Listen, we knew we are we are having to make light and laugh because um, it's what we do. Yep, it's what we do. But going back to so whether it's your finances, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your parenting style. Whether it's your conflict, you need a strategy. You need to understand why you're fighting for what you're fighting for, who you're fighting, why, where, when, if it's necessary. What's your strategy? What's your strategy, you know, when things get rough in your marriage? What, what's your strategy when things are, you know, rough at work? Do you and just go blow everything it. up? Right now. Don't overthink it and make it simple. Because when you're crazy and you're fixing to lose it, there's not a whole lot of detailed stuff that you can remember. You well, can and that's remember. exactly right. That's exactly right. So people then get fired up about God only knows what. And then it doesn't help. No. And then you have no strategy. You lost a strategy. Or it was like, you know, a set of 26 steps. Like, nah, man, you can't do that in the heat of the moment. Three well, things. I just watched The Last Kingdom. Oh, I finished it. Did you finish it? Yes, on oh. Netflix, y'all. If you have not watched it, you need to watch it. It was one of my favorites. So that's a good example because Canute, when he gets all fired up about his kids, he goes into battle and he got so emotional that he lost. I can't wait till you watch Vikings and then he we had, can compare that. He had, I'm on Vikings now, but he had a strategy. Right, Canute's and they were Rikers. they were moving across, um, <clears throat> you know, the land with this strategy and then one emotional thing comes in, which is exactly what the enemy wanted, right? The enemy knew. So he got told that Uhtred killed one of his sons, right? Which he didn't. He didn't. Because that's not Uhtred. Because usually rumors are not true. Exactly. Oh, point made. Usually they're not true. You're welcome. So Canute says, oh my gosh, he killed my son. I'm going after him. And the thing was, his son was alive. So Uhtred was smart and used his own emotion against him and he lost. Because you're firing from a place of emotion versus your strategy. Since we're here, though, let's compare it to Ragnar, who you will learn. That every time you think that he doesn't know what's happening and he smiles and he's go lucky and they spit in his face and he just wipes it off and puts it down. And then he moves on and then he wins in the end because the whole time it was according to his plan the whole time. And you're like, oh, man. You knew that was coming. So everything along the way, every hard, every spit, every set, everything, it doesn't matter. That is what you and I are so good at. It really doesn't matter. It's just smiling and being like, okay, cool. I'd rather you spit in my face and win in the end. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's, th- how, that's our comparison to Last Kingdom versus Vikings. You're and if welcome. You, well, I haven't watched Vikings yet. <clears throat> Listen, y'all, if you're on the show with us today, you need to watch Vikings so that we can all commence 
and use us at least until, you know, poor Ragnar. Don't tell me. But I am, like, really into this whole, like, what do you call that? Uh, era. The era where, you know. I am the worst at history and geography. The Vikings. No, I know, but, like, I, I oh still my gosh. feel like. Where's my husband when you need him? The Scandinavian. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor. Norway. All of Norway. Are you a history person? <laughs> Hard no. Hard no. <laughs> Golly. I've learned more about, you know. And, this uh, is where and we could go on Mr. Allard. The Renaissance era. Yes. Is it the Renaissance? I don't, I don't know. know. Pulled up out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> but what I love about it is um, it also is teaching you so much about religion. Oh, yeah. They really are hand in hand. And I wish I would have known that years and years and years ago because I'm a math and science girl. So history was like you, 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 you. But we can learn. And I sound. I sound like Anthony and my stepdad right now. My stepdad is also a walking encyclopedia, um, military veteran, all of the things. But they literally say, you know, when history repeats itself, you can learn a lot from history. Well, at 42, I'm finally learning that. <laughs> I'm the Vikings. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. Like, Netflix can be educational. Yeah. These series. A lot. How then for you to strategize in your own conflict? Because look. Everybody, and this is what kills me. Everybody talks about how they want to be successful. I want to build a business. I want to start a business. I want to do this. I want to get free from corporate America. I want to do all of these things. Well, let me tell you what comes with that. Conflict. All of it. So much conflict. Because if it's not with somebody not wanting you to be successful, it's with a vendor that you... Um, paid a lot of dollars to to get this product that then they didn't deliver what you wanted. Um, you got people working for you and you got to manage all those people. And then you report to somebody, your clients who are paying your money, you know, who are feeding your kids, but then their, your client isn't happy. I hate to break this to you, but the it, less emotional you are, the better business owner you are. Which is me. Something I think that's one area which, you know, has been a double-edged sword for me because some people, you know, that's where I'm not so rainbows and cupcakes and unicorns because it is just... You look like a cupcake today. Black. Thanks. You're welcome. I'm deciding that um, brighter colors make me... More likable? <laughs> I was thinking like... More friendly? I was thinking just more like looking tan and maybe a little skinnier. I think the river will make you look more tan. Well, but these bright colors are really working for me. And they are. But if you've noticed, I'm like wearing pink every day. Pink, 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 pink. It's okay. really my jam. Okay. I'm Until I can't it. stand it anymore. And these yellow shoes, they make me really happy. Yellow makes me happy too. But going back to you always want success, but do you want what comes with it? Right. You always want to be on top, but do you want what comes with it? And how are you going to respond to that? Right. Because the other thing I get is, you know, I get a lot of people. Well, in fact, you, I know you do, too. It's the same thing of, you know, I'm feeling really down. I'm struggling with this, this and this. You know, nothing's going right for me. OK, well, what's your strategy? There is no magic word from Tanner or I to fix your problems. Zero. Zero. There's nothing we can say. So you got to come on here. I mean, every week we're basically coming on here, giving you all the tools, but are you doing them? Because here's the thing. you Now you're in your camp, and you got another camp, and you're getting bombed. If you lay back and roll over, what's going to happen? 
Your camp's still going to get bombed. And you're going to go down with it. (laughs) If you don't learn to stand up, eat a good meal, exercise, start bombing back, or calling a peace treaty, you got to do something. ahead, please. You've got to make a strategy. Because rolling over... And, you know, that's why I like analogies, because I feel like everybody wants to know where to start. Mm. Where do I start with this? You know, what's my first step? Okay, well, whatever this analogy, if you don't like my military one, think of something that how you feel. Think about a movie that you watch. Think about a TV show. Think about anything that you, where you feel like that character. What, what's your first step? But I think if you can make it more of a tangible situation, it helps you think, okay, I can't lay here and get bombed every day. Right. But I'm also not going to respond to every... Just because you have a sword doesn't mean you got to swing it. Yes. As a matter of fact, the most like memorable people, like I know, why are we doing this war thing? We have no idea what, whatever. But like usually names are associated with one battle. You know what I mean? Oh, remember he won that battle. Mm-hmm. It's one. Well, he fought for years. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean, you know what I mean? You don't go down the list. You're memorized for like one or a couple. Because make you're them, not taking make them on. count, man. You're not. And that's the thing. There, I feel like there are some people that just enjoy conflict. They I don't just know how enjoy miserable. it. And well, because truly, I this is this is my 42 years of the last 20 years of conflict. And I'm gonna tell you, I, I think I've been on the flip side of this. Don't get me wrong. I think I've been the instigator in this in, in a situation like this, and it's probably why I'm it's easier for me to understand and relate to it. But a lot of times we initiate conflict and we start swinging and we start bombing and we start whatever because we feel out of control in our own life. Yeah, I've been We're there. looking been for there. something to control when the truth is control your camp. Right. Stop trying to control everybody else's camp. You're leaving yours open. Well, and that's what that. happened uh, also in the last kingdom. Yep. I remember to, that. What's his name? An A guy. They're pretty much all. The, What's his the name? King to me? of Mercia. Uh, Mercia. <laughs> They're all A's. A. <laughs> Golly, if my husband was here, we ate a wolf. No. <laughs> <laughs> but so he left his camp to go fight for something that then was it Canute? I don't remember. Took over his camp. You know my memories. So my point is, when you are not tending to your own camp. Your own flock, your own garden, your own whatever you want to analogy. Because I do like the garden analogy too. Yeah, very true. If you're going and working in everybody else's garden, your garden is going to be run over with weeds and pests and you're not going to be fruitful. So if you like that analogy better. Or how about the shin box? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that is what we are. We are the sandbox. Oh, my gosh, we're cracking ourselves up today. It's fine. Okay, let's go back to our sandbox. (laughs) So if you are tending to everybody else's sandbox, now your sandbox has water in it, the sand is dirty, several cats came and pooped in it. Not good. It's not good. Because you're full of... (laughs) Now your sandbox is full of crap. (laughs) Welcome home. For real. So you've got to, but sometimes if you are being bombed, 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 
and you got to send in the resources because you've got to protect yourself. You got to protect your sandbox. You can't just let somebody come in and take over your sandbox. But I would rather fight in my own territory than somebody else's. Well, so stop going out to football. fight people. Yeah. Go in. You always like home games. Yes. Build your fortress. Even if you are getting bombed and you Can you imagine a fortress sandbox? That'd be a castle. Same castle. That'd be a castle. <laughs> <laughs> we are just really blowing our own minds right now. <laughs> it's 10 10. We still have 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of fired up about this. But so think about that. Who doesn't want to be the fairy tale princess in her castle? But you're not going to somebody else's castle. You're protecting your own. No matter how you're protecting your own, if you're aggressively going out or if you're letting you know yourself be bombed as a bigger plan, the wisdom is the strategy. Like you're in control of that. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. If we could that bottle up me. that, like if I could just tell other people like, dude, you are in control of you. Because that's what they're looking for, right? They don't, they don't feel like they can control their situation, so they're out trying to control other people. When the truth is, you are 100% in control of you. You get to decide if you're going to eat dinner there or if you want to socialize with this person or how your business is going to run. I mean, that's in any conflict. That's in marriage. That's in anything. Like, just, you I can control are, me. Yes. And the sooner you figure that out, the less conflict you have. And honestly, if you sur that's the get. Surround your people you know, yourself with people who can control them. So mm. when everybody can control themselves. Or helps remind gosh. you how to, that you're in control. Right. Hey, you're powerful. Mm -hmm. You're capable. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes it's just a matter of retraining our brain on that tape recorder of I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. Yes, you can. And you get choices here. You get to decide. Unless someone literally has a gun to your head, or a chain around your ankle, you get a choice. Seriously. And that doesn't mean it's not hard. Right. It doesn't mean that... fear. Fear's another big one. Do not react out of fear. And I want to tell you something else that I learned actually 10 years ago. When I first started my business and there were people that had, you know, that really wanted to bring me down and knock me down. Um, and I just thought... I mean, honestly, it was people I didn't even know, but... They'd been in the community longer and they were older and, you know, an, an, uh, I'll call them a, a, an acquaintance of mine that was more in that group. And here I was the newbie and they already didn't like me and nothing I was going to do was going to change their mind because what I just tell you, people love you, love you, people hate you, hate you, whatever. And then I realized, you know, and, and that's what blows my mind sometimes about our community, whether it's ours. And I think this happens in any town. Um, you have things like. Uh, organizations, I'm not going to name any, but let's just go with organizations that, you know, you think that these people are the power players and these people are, you know, been business owners longer and these people know all these people. Our town is 50,000 people. That hundred or so people, yeah, they're not that powerful. They're really not. And if I am not living proof of that, because when I quit worrying about the, those groups and I just went out and served my community and when I went out and did my service and did it the best of my ability, 
Not only did I find my hundred people, I found my thousands of people out of 50,000 people. So, and I try to teach this to my girls in high school, right? Well, yeah, because it's a prime time to learn that everything isn't so nice. That's the point of this whole not so nice. Yeah. It's not. And, you know, your kids are going through elementary school, high school, and they think that that's just the, their whole life is over because this one group of girls don't like them or, do you know what I mean? Like, so sad. Oh, my gosh. And then the minute you graduate and you go off to college or you go off to your trade school or you go off to work and live your, who? Who? There's a new set. That's the worst. Well, then it doesn't end. Like, no, I always doesn't. thought it was going to end and it doesn't. Yeah, that we would grow it up and get 40 and. worse mm-hmm. as I got older. Mm-hmm. And that starts early. Like, you're responsible for you and yours. And that goes back to your four walls. I know. It's just amazing. Because I really just thought. when you get down back to the basics, and that's what I think everybody's really struggling with, is protecting their four walls. And that's what, when when you see these people so out of control, How it's usually because them. their four walls is so out of control. But the truth is, if you would spend more time in your four walls, the rest of it wouldn't matter. Well, because you can kind of control that. You know, you know, there are gonna, there are going to be people that matter like mother-in-laws and, you know, your stepchildren and, you know, exes, whether you mm. like them or not, they're still your kids' parents. Like those are people that you need to worry about, you know, make time for that and not extraneous. Yes. You know what I mean, you're but somebody else time. across town that has zero bearing on whether or not you're going to eat tonight. It's not it. Right. Pick. They have no control of battles. Legit. 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 You don't have to swing your sword. Sword And know when to swing it. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. (laughs) Know when to fold them. Know when to hold them? Know when to fold (laughs) them. Dang it, Taylor. Why do we not have that song ready? Don't even go there. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's going to be next week's title. Know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. It's so true. It is. <clears throat> Did we say anything today that wasn't an analogy? I love analogies. Mine too. Just make it. This is why we work because we <laughs> get it. We get each other. But I'm telling you, I feel like intellectual people. Because when you can, when you can ana- make an analogy out of your situation, then you're strategizing, right? You're thinking. You're removing yourself from it, and you're going, okay, what does this look like? Because another really good way to uh, <clears throat> analyze, yes, is sports. I will also use like that's a good one. If I'm coaching you, so if you're, you know, Dustin and I would when we were talking early on in our marriage, um, we're on the swim team. Mm-hmm. So he's swimming, and I'm telling him the workouts, and he's just not doing them. And then he's coming to practice, or you know, coming to practice, and be like, "Are you going to put me in? You going well, well, you haven't done anything I've asked you. You know, like you didn't do any of your stuff." So I, I feel like, and then I had a work situation not too long ago where I had to make a decision. And my husband used the analogy of, okay, are you going to use your star? Are you going to give up your star player for a reserve? You know, mm-hmm. and, and so sports is a really good thing, too, that if you need to analyze. I think what or, you're getting at is analogies are a good way to take yourself out and make, yes. make it objective, not so personal. So then you're ma- being factual instead of emotional. All right. So you're making better decisions. Because, look. What is the title of our show? Uh, Sugar and Spice and Not So Nice. It's the truth. You're going to have struggles, but you don't have to battle them all. And you don't have to do it alone. But think about how much, you know, when you go in equipped, even to buy a car, when you know what that car's worth and how much you're willing to spend and that you're already pre-approved, 
you feel so much more in control. Yeah, because otherwise you go in there and you just buy the first thing that they sell. And then you walk away and they've steamrolled <laughs> you for 15 grand more than you should be spending. And, and you're like, oh you're my gosh, why did I let them do that to me? But when you go in and you already know the plan. Your plan. Your plan. And then you're, and you know, that's one of the best advice my dad ever gave me. Mm-hmm. Don't go buy a car that you're not willing to walk away from. They know it. No, they if know. you want that car so bad that you'll spend whatever it takes, they know. But again, that's up to you. The car salesman doesn't have to adjust their job. Right. To fit you. And they don't control you. You. That's your your job. You're in <clears> control. <throat> but you go in there and you're like, oh, God. well, he said I could only get this finance, you know, this Don't old, this blame APA. the car salesman nope. for your problem and poor decision. Mm-hmm. You, you rock that meeting. You handle it like a boss. You buy that car for what it's worth. No. Put your swords up. Make a strategy. <laughs> make a plan. Tear down your walls. Build your dreams. (laughs) See you next week.